You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, Quick strategic thinking is crucial, and with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown, and through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Welcome to the Isles Buzz Podcast. This is your one-stop shop for everything surrounding your New York Islanders. And now, here are your hosts, Dan Petru and Noel Fogelman. All right, Dan, so a fantastic game one last night. We'll recap that in a sec, but a great stat. And when the Islanders make the playoffs, there's a lot of first-time, long-time. Yes, much, there are. Yes, much there like, are. you know, Mike Francesa's callers. But... Who, who, by the way, ignored the Islanders completely today. He just did a live play of the Masters. Well, of course. I mean, everyone's going to you know ignore the Islanders, but you know it's fine. But you know, what? I would it's rather I, I would rather you not talk about the Islanders than pretend you know what the hell you're talking about and talk about the Islanders. Exactly. And then when people talk about them, they just rag on them anyway. So that's fine. That's fine. Just you know, keep proving them wrong. But a quick stat: they can do something they haven't done since the cup, the final cup winning year of 19. 19- 83 is take a two nothing lead in a series and they can do that Friday wow. night, which is, it's, it's pretty amazing that it's been that long. Well, I think <clears throat> that would be amazing. And if they can obviously get that win on Friday, that would be, Oh, that would be outstanding. And it really lead them to, to try and uh, uh, win this series. But if I just have a feeling after watching last night, that this is, these are two teams that are very close. It's a clash of styles, um, but it leads to very exciting hockey. I think, it's going to be a very long season. But if you look at the way the Islanders played last night, you it really, as we questioned all those moves during the offseason, you can see why they were made right now. Like a guy like Tom Kunak coming in, and he was just re- causing hell last night. He yeah. was fantastic. Yeah, he was great. I mean, you know, the, 
came out, he scored. I wish the goal scored. I wish the goal. I wish the goal counted. You know. Yeah, because he had you know the, the second goal too. That move was so pretty. You know, we knew that one wasn't going to count at all, even if they went ahead. But he played with a confidence. He, he did, played, you know, and he, he gave a he gave a spark to that line. And he also created a lot of space on that line because he was he was like a human uh, bowling ball just bouncing around there. And the the third line was really good as well, uh, being you know agitating. And of course, the fourth line is the fourth line. So you look at the Islanders have a very heavy team here that's going to try and wear down the Penguins. Now, if you the, the game was really back and forth, and the Penguins were able to get a lot of quality scoring chances. So it's something the Islanders have to, uh, have to tighten up. But if we look at this team right now, and we look at how the series may progress, or prog- uh, pro- yeah, I said it right. I thought <laughs> yeah, I said it. Um, yeah, progress. progress. Um, if we look at how you know, this, this series might play out, the Islanders look like they can take advantage of the Penguins defense. They look like they can beat up that defense. And Matt Murray was very pedestrian in, in game one. Yeah, and you know what? The, the problem there is they, they don't have a, a Marc-Andre Fleury anymore. They, they don't have those two goals No, there's no, there's no safety net. So it's it's Murray or nothing. So it's it's, it's basically – and the Islanders can – you know, they, they scored – if you want to say they scored five goals yesterday against Murray. You know, because, I mean, the, offsi- the offsides, I mean, come on, that had nothing to do with uh, Murray letting in that goal. But – the response right after that, having Jordan Emberley score a couple minutes after, and he had a fantastic right. game. He's totally playing for a contract now, you know, with the honors. We'll get in that in the offseason. But let's let's just hope this is not like a one game thing, like a Shane Prince a couple of years against Tampa. You know, he, he looks confident. No. No. no I'm well I mean he was basically quiet in you, Edmonton during You just put Shane Prince in you put Shane Prince in the same sentence as Jordan Eberle. Look at the resumes. All all I'm saying is you, you don't want his playoff you know to re- reach the playoff peak in game one and then go completely dark oh of course not i you know i'm sure you did that a few years brock nelson was notorious for that yeah i, I understand what you're saying yeah and this, this team is completely different right. like i said this is gonna be a very very long season uh, right. series right and speaking of brock nelson you know they actually scored a power play goal you know because basically game one everything is down to zero so they scored in the first power play hey 100 percent. yep you know and then you know you don't get too many chances in the playoffs that being said, there were a couple of questionable calls yesterday. You know, the rep, that Andrews Lee penalty, which was atrocious, but they, they they killed it off. So it was no harm, no foul there. I was shocked that they didn't call a goal interference in the overtime, even though it clearly wasn't an over, you know, um, goal interference. But, you know, the Penguins get those calls. They do. They're like the Patriots. So, you yeah. you know, you, you have to beat them by an extra goal almost. You know, you got to beat them by two goals uh because you know they're gonna get those calls and uh if you the way you look at the the penguins are or actually the way you look at the playoffs you're probably gonna get two or three power plays during the course of the game and that's it there's gonna be missed calls there's gonna be blown calls there's gonna be no calls it's like that league-wide it's like that for every team i don't agree with what the league does during the playoffs so they just burn the rule book right if it's a it's a penalty in october it should be a penalty in, in march and april Agreed. i don't like that but with that being said you're going to have to overcome those bad calls. Every team that wins a cup overcomes those bad calls. So you just got to suck it up, get to your PK, and kill the penalty. Yeah, and that's exactly what the Islanders did yesterday. So they, they, they totally sucked it up. And it was like they played with a basically kind of chip on their shoulder after that, that <laughs> terrible call. But you know, a couple of players also stood out yesterday, but they had really, really solid games. You know, Matt Barzal, what's, what's just, you know, basically, basically north-south game. We kept complaining about how he has to basically transform his game, playing mostly east-west for the second half of the year, turns it on. He had that great scoring chance. 
in overtime, which led to the Josh Bailey winner. Yeah, and just the way this team responded all night, you know, as the, as the Penguins kept tying it, there was never any panic. And even after the Penguins tied it with a minute to go, the Islanders almost won a regulation with Bailey hitting the post. There was just it just never seemed like there was any panic by the team throughout the course of the game, and that's really encouraging moving forward. Yeah, and you know they they came out flying yesterday. They really did, and then they kind of, you know, in the second period they kind of went back on their heels, and you know the, the crowd. Also, kind of went quiet, quiet, and uh, Barry Trotz in the uh, post-game press conference let the fans have it a little bit there. He's not, he'll call it anybody, right? No, I just I think it's, I understand what he's saying too. It's like the Coliseum, you know. Look, it's a loud atmosphere. It's rockets. The place is rocking. But sometimes when the, the, this fan base still has PTSD from the past thirty years, and it has to remember that those days are over. And this is a brand new team, and the way this team has been molded, this team is not going to fold like other teams. It seems no offense to past coaches, but if this this the way this game was felt like for a while was a game that they would have blown a few years ago under Capuano. That's a game when they gave up a goal a minute left, they would have they would have totally lost that game. This team is just different. It's it's coached differently. The leaders in that locker room have them just playing with confidence, and I have a feel. Look. This team can win a one-goal game, and it's going to play, play them all year, and it's built for the playoffs. This team is heavy, doesn't have enough high-end skill, but it's going to be in every game. There, look, there might be a couple of no-shows. There, not no-shows, but there might be a, a game or two that get away. It happens in the playoffs. But for the most part, this team is going to be playing tight games throughout. So it's battle-tested already. It's been through the ringer of winning one-goal one games all season. So – they know they have no margin for error, and I, I totally get what Trot is saying. Like, guys, you got to stay loud the whole game because um, we're going to be okay. It's almost like the players pick the fans, pick up the players, and the players pick up the fans. So it kind of goes hand in hand. Yeah, and, and what's your, uh, your the favorite line you love saying? The bad man can't hurt us anymore, and it's it's absolutely true. The bad man can't hurt us anymore. That's right. And I just look, I get it. When you've been that bad for so long, you expect the worst all the time. Yeah, and you know it, it hasn't happened this year at all. You know, they, this would have been a game they would have lost a couple of years ago. You know that. Oh, absolutely. You know they would have given up the tying and you know eventually game-winning goal within like two minutes of each other. But yeah, you know they responded. You know, rather right gained over time, and there was there was a little doubt. You know, a couple other players who uh, had you know good games. Also, the combination of Pulak and Pellock, they shut down. Very good. Gensel, they were, and they very shut down good. Crosby up. For all the criticism that Pellock's got in the first half of the year, and, you know, deservedly so. He wasn't that good. He even got scratched a couple of times. He, he rebounded very nicely the second half of the year, and he's become very, very trustworthy. Yeah, he's been very good. We have to credit that because he was not good at the beginning of the year. But him and Pollock, they just know each other so well. They've played so many games together. And he's that nice, stabilizing force playing with Pollock. Let's Pollock, you know, rove a little more. And another nice thing, too, is that, Pulak has been the development of him to the point where he is just so confident in every zone. It allows Pellet to take more chances now too, and he has some offensive ability. He does, yeah. He he gets a lot of good chances as well. So both of he them, does, and, and the, he's buried a few of them this year. So yeah, right. And it's not like if, if one of those guys you know pinches, it, it leaves him on you know on an island. They, they're they're both they pick each other up pretty well, and you know they they basically you know stand up for each other. You know, but Let's take the good with the bad. The bad. Scott Mayfield was absolutely horrendous last night, and I feel just this matchup yeah. is not good for him. 
this the series with the Penguins. Yeah, Taze was good, but Mayfield was was just I don't want to say lost. He just really struggled last night. He had a problem. You're right. He had a problem with the speed uh, of the Penguins, and he got caught in between on a few occasions, especially the game time goal where he basically just you know, it was a tree in front of Robin Laner. Yeah. So you hope he can bounce back. He's had a fantastic season, um, but you know he's a bottom pairing defenseman, and every you know there's a reason for that. Right. He has some deficiencies, and they are uh, they came to the surface in game one. So you have to maybe he he's a little less aggressive. Uh, in the neutral zone and in the opposing end, stays back a little bit and asserts himself more physically in front of that. Uh, you hope he bounces back. But the nice thing is, look, if it doesn't work, you can always bring Hickey into the mix. I mean, he's battle-tested, and he would be fine coming in. Yeah, I mean, th- that's the good thing about having, you know, the depth defenseman that they do. It's not like they have, like, a Griffin Reinhardt and Matt Donovan, you know, waiting in the wings like they have had in the past in the playoffs. They, they have, they right, have no, these, they, have, they have these have guys. Options. They have options. And, and I don't think Bavillier was that great last night either. And if he... Needs to go to the press box. You got Dal Colson right there, so there's options all around. Right, and it's not like you know Kunak was going anywhere. He's he's going to be a mainstay, and uh, Lavulier had especially a ma- in this series. Of course, especially in this series, no. He has he is playing with a chip on the shoulder, trying to say "f you" for not qualifying me, Pittsburgh. Right, yeah, exactly. And uh, Lavulier had a maintenance day at practice today, and he had a maintenance day at the game yesterday because he was a, another no show. Um, I would not be surprised to see Pulak. Oh, I'm sorry, Pulak. Uh, Del Cole in there tomorrow. Although they'll probably give Pavulia. I don't. Chance. I don't think they're going to make any changes coming off of Game One. No, they'll probably give Pavulia another chance. Uh, yeah. That being said, uh, you know, I don't want to jump over Game Two, but I'll jump over Game Two for a quick second. Game Three with the noon start. I guess it all depends on how Game Two plays out. But you go back to Leonard on a short rest there, or you start Grice until there's a loss. Uh, until, until there's a loss, right? Laner, until, no, not even until it's a loss. I mean, if Laner gets yanked in the, in the game, or maybe yanked, has, no, the Laner is the goalie right now. You're just going. Let's go. There's no reason to even think about Grace right now. Yeah, I mean, the, the schedule is every other day, so, I mean, it's... Every other day. Yeah, if yeah. you have back-to-back, sure. If you're playing Hurricanes, I would understand Grace, right. but Laner was fantastic in game one. Uh, let's let's see what he has in game two. There's no reason to upset the apple cart. Yeah, I mean, it's Not that it. Thomas Grace couldn't handle it. Not no, that Grace not. wouldn't be great. No, of course not. Pick a goalie and go with them right yeah, now. Yeah, I mean, I guess, and, and Leonard was really good. I mean, those goals, just none were on him. So, no, yeah. No. Um, yeah, speaking of uh, every other day schedule, let's play a little game called Where in the World is Brendan Burke? Because, yes, where is Brendan Burke right yeah, now? Yeah, okay. Currently, he, as we're taping this, he is calling the Capitals Hurricanes game one following last night being at the Coliseum. Tomorrow, he goes back to the Coliseum, that, that being Friday. Saturday goes back to uh, Washington for game two. Sunday he gets a break because the Islanders are on uh, national TV on NBC. So he gets a little break there. But game. No, I think he's still doing the post game, though. I think he's doing pre and post. Uh, they... He's going back to Pittsburgh. MSG Plus is doing pre and post. Right. I, I can't imagine him doing that. They, they, they might just have Well, he'll like, be there. He has, to go, he has to go back to Pittsburgh anyway. So he'll, he'll I would think. Well, no, because then he, they have to do game three of the... But he said, he, he said himself last he's night. He's going back? That you know, yeah, he'll be there on Sunday. Oh, well, God bless him. I believe then. he said that in the post right. game with Butch. So I know you you didn't see the game because you were at the sound time well, okay. last night. Right. That's a whole other issue. Okay, so let's let's address that right now, okay? Yeah, let's address that. All right, listen to all our listeners. Noel chose to go to the Sound Tigers game uh, as opposed to watching the game one of the other game. I know you watched it from your phone, but it's not the same. Not Okay, all right, here we go. Okay, I was yeah, at the, I was at the Sound Tigers game. 
I watched the game on a TV. I watched the first two periods on a TV there, not my phone. I got home in time. Why for, did you? But why did you go to the game? Because we had we already had tickets. My son wanted to go. He watched the game too. And a stupid decision by your son. I, we watched the game, and we were home in time for the start of the third period. We saw the whole entire. So third you went period. to another sporting event, but what, you went to the South Tigers game, but watched another event while you were there. So what's the point of going? Stay home, watch it from your big screen. The, the, it's not like I watched it on like a Watchman. I watched it on like a fifty-two inch TV <laughs> there, and it's not like I went to a battle. Okay, you know I didn't go to Ice Capades or Disney on Ice. Okay, no, those are things that'll keep the South Tigers from playing, you know, a normal schedule in the playoffs. Well, actually, that being said, that you know, Sound Tigers. There's are, always building conflicts. There always are. Oh, always. You know, congrats to the Sound Tigers. They clinched a playoff spot or, over the weekend, and they're still fighting. It, it's amazing the change for this whole organization. The Islanders get home ice first time since you know, I guess the Reagan administration. You can say, um, <laughs> you know, the Sound Tigers are one point away from getting home ice as well. It's a far cry from a year ago when this whole organization was in disarray. So congratulations to them as well. I will be at the Sound Tiger playoff games. No conflicts with the Islanders, okay, Dan? And okay, all right. I I can multitask, and that's what I did last night. I must have watched. I don't know. Three minutes of this sketchy, de- sketchy decision. It's not like I uh, was, you know, next to like an AP ticker waiting for results of the Islander game. <laughs> you know, like like uh, you know, like a tel- telegram was coming in. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, yeah. It's but I watched it. Yeah, the other dots. Brock Nelson stop. Power play goal stop. Exactly. Exactly. You know, it's uh, like the 1919, you know, uh, Black Sox, you know, no, waiting for the... Look, you're a, good, you're a good father. You're a good father. You took your kid to the uh, the game. Your kid's a turd for wanting to go to the game. Well, you know, because he's still obsessed with getting sticks, so... Did he get, did he get any that, last night? No, he didn't get any last night, so... Okay. But, you know, I, I I don't cry for him. He's gotten, like, five, six this year already, so... <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's doing... I'm surprised he had to try for Wallstrom yet. Oh, he did. He tried. Okay. All right. Yeah. How, how did Wallstrom look, by the way? Uh, I couldn't tell you last night. I literally watched Zero. Oh, I'm sorry, because you were watching a different event. Yeah, yeah I was watching the Islander game. So. But, uh, but, uh, Kiefer, but Kiefer, Bell, uh, Kiefer Bell has finally scored his first goal, I think since the Reagan administration as well. But uh, it was, you know, a, a pretty pretty nice goal. But, but Wallstrom had an absolute blast on uh, for his first professional goal on Saturday. So hopefully we'll see, you know, many more of those to come. Yeah, it's good to see uh, Bellows get back in the mix. And the biggest thing with him, he just needs to improve his skating. Uh, he can play this game. His hands are good enough. His IQ is good enough. He needs to think the game a little quicker, and he has to become a better skater. I actually had a former Islander player say, looks like he was trying to wear rollerboards at ice. That's how bad his skating is. So <laughs> um, he's got to put the work in the offseason, which I'm sure he will. Uh, and he has improved the skating as opposed to where he was last year, but it has to get much better. And it's not so much his top end speed. It's never the top end speed with these guys, like Dal Cole. Right. His top end speed was always fine. It's the starts and the stops. That's where they have to get better. Yeah. The acceleration. Right. And you know, being on this ATO for him is, is perfect. You know, getting a taste of professional games before he really starts his career is really, really beneficial for him too. Sure. Yeah, it is. It is. So you, you know, the Bellows and Wallstrom will put the work in, in the off season, and you just hope that. Uh, there's some some progress with them next year. Yeah, absolutely. But um, you know, we, we talked about before Kunakle being signed, getting Matt Martin back, Val Fippola. 
one of the guys, I mean, he takes just – we talk about this every show. We should really get this sponsored. Nah, he, Uncle Leo takes stupid penalties. I know. And, you know, in the playoffs, you cannot take these stupid penalties. You know, I know. We all know it, but it still happens. I'm sure it's being addressed. You, you would hope so. I mean, it's, it's not like he's coming out yeah. of the lineup. That's not going to happen. But No, it's not going to happen. You know, it's I, – I don't know. It's it, it's enough already because, you know, you, you're not going to keep Crosby. You're not going to keep Gensel off the score sheet all time. You know, Kessel scored. You know, Malcolm's going to score. All these guys are going to score. It's whether or not they are. you can limit them. In that the is game. one thing that is concerning. The Penguins do not have to work nearly as hard to generate scoring chances, and the Islanders have to work their tail off to generate scoring chances. So, yeah, there are some things that they're going to need to tighten up. They're going to have to keep the, uh, the Penguin forwards to the outside a little bit more. Uh, their their gap control has to be a little bit better. It, it got a little loose in the second period yesterday and in the first as well, because that game was wide open in the first period. Yeah. Um, so there are definitely some things to tweak, but it's always good to be tweaking things after a win. Oh, absolutely, absolutely, and yeah, you you don't want to be in a track meet against the Penguins, so it's... no, no, absolutely not. Yeah, all right, Dan. So uh, game uh, game two tomorrow night. What do you think? Uh, I think you're going to get a real big pushback for the Penguins tomorrow night, and this will be a really good test for the Islanders to see where they are and where they fare up against the league's best. We all know they can play with the Penguins, but they are going to get a match. Massive push tomorrow, so it's going to be very interesting to see what happens. Yeah, we're going to need Pulak and Pellet to be even better than they were in Game One, and they were really, you know, damn good limiting uh, basically Crosby and Gensel's chances, which I think they had maybe three combined. The best way to beat the Penguins is having control of the puck. If you know, there was a couple of shifts where Crosby was in his zone his entire shift, so you need the puck tomorrow. Play with the puck, and things will be a lot better. All right, Dan, we'll see you. Thanks, bud. Let's go, Alice.